I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. Mm, I'm eating dried mango, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Do touch a, do touch a the mango. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some movies we see. Robert, lead us off. What do you got? Have we, thank you, I will. Have we ever gone to, the, done the intro to movies we've seen and then one of us has seen The Breakfast Club? No, I don't think so. Are you I about purposely to? purposely avoided it this whole time. Well, here we go. Yes. Oh no, that's not how I would do it if I was doing it. Um, movies we've seen, not a ton since we last spoke. Um, I watched Nope, the new Jordan Pill. Pill. <laughs> I'm Jordan Pilled, you guys. I'm fully Jordan Pilled. He took the uh, Jordan, Jordan Peels. Jordan Peels new movie. I really liked it. Um, it's weird. It's uh, it, it's it's a little weird. Um, it's uh, different than I was expecting. I'm trying to be, keep it very vague. One thing I will say is that the original teaser, and I think it's the one that's only playing in like theaters. I, I've never seen the final trailer, which I looked up after watching the movie in movie theaters. And I'm super thankful for that because it gives away a lot more narratively. That first teaser or trailer that you guys have probably seen. We're if just you've like, gone to a movie. Oh or, no, no, no. You know, just like them. It, it's, it's people saying no, it's very, it's very vague the, shots. Like, it's close. The ups, only thing you get is that shot of, uh, maybe it's there's Kiki something Palmer. in the air. Yeah. Somebody like getting yes. picked up in a tornado or something. Which like might even be a Marvel style like fake out. You think it you think it's going one direction and it's not maybe in the movie. But all suffice to say, like just like in retrospect, it is a perfect trailer for the film because it it leaves so much more to be revealed and it keeps it so vague. And seeing the final trailer, I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't see this before the movie because it just narratively like it shows stuff right from the very beginning mid movie it show it like show reveals stuff it, i don't know i i was very not i didn't like that um nope. at any rate uh really yeah really liked it i it's i've been thinking about it a lot it's really it's really hard to touch get out as far as like it's really got good commentary it's a really strong first film great performances um and it's also kind of feels even though it gets like pretty crazy by the end uh, and I forget, Andrew, you still haven't seen it, right? No, I saw it. Did you end up watching? Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but it's also like grounded. And by grounded, I mean, there is like some twists and kind of sci-fi elements, but it feels like, it feels like, you know, it's one location and it's it's just kind of like centered to all that kind of thing. And um, this one's like a little bit of a bigger scale. There's still a lot of like geography as far as like, you know, where someone's farm is to this place. And, and it really kind of helps inform the movie. But um, I really, really liked it. And it might be, I don't know. It's hard to say. I've seen it. I actually went and saw it twice because wow. um, Jamie hadn't seen it initially and I didn't want it to be spoiled. We went and saw it. And then after we got back, I was like, let's go see. I'll, I want to see it again. There's stuff I need to like pick out from the movie. And she really liked it. And it it might be my favorite of his so far. Ticket it's Man? Hard, it's hard. It's 
one more, uh, please. Let me go one more time. Yeah, sir, you're cut off. Um, Should have called uh, this movie. Yep. And I also, yeah, exactly. And you're the first, you know what? I just heard first person on the internet to make that reference. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I like us. And I think some people don't like it because it's, um, it probably like requires the biggest suspension of disbelief, but it's also like a horror movie. So I'm not really as bothered by like the questions I have at the end. Like, hmm, what are the logistics of how this all occurred? Um, I just kind of liked, and then another one with great performances, but might be my fave uh, Jordan Peele movie mm. right now. I'm still kind of, still kind of processing. Um, so saw that twice. Um, and then I saw, ironically, this is like a, another movie where people are looking skyward. Don't look up. Mm. Uh, which I was kind of, uh, I was watching when I, I went east for a wedding. It was on at night. I was kind of drifting in and out, but I was almost uh, sort of out of protest trying to fall asleep to it because I just had heard so many awful things. But I did absorb it all and I didn't like it very much. <laughs> uh, I, I it. it's, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like a Sorkin thing where it has the benefit of knowing that people react certain ways and underplay things and how media and, and stuff has kind of uh, altered even just a short, in a short amount of time. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was odd. I also thought like the addition of Timothy Chalamet before it feels like he comes in at like the last three fourths of the movie or whatever, which I thought was weird. Um, oh, wait, I got one. Hang on. Adam McKay, more like Adam McNay. Yeah. Adam, uh, nay. Uh, or yeah, Adam, Adam Mc K. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, I'm on board with that. Adam Mc I, I also, <laughs> <laughs> I also think, um, motion smoothing was on the TV. So mm. that's an automatic oh. one star deficit. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Definitely don't. You know, and I did movie. look up, how to fucking change that on the TV. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so didn't like it very much. And then the final film that I watched, I went to grab a burger at a local haunt of mine and Captain America civil war was on the telly. Oh, baby. So I watched the majority of that. That was a big burger. That was a big burger. Yeah. It took me so long. It was cold as fuck. It was disgusting by the end. I couldn't, they were like, do you want a different one? Or do you haven't even, you have Why are you taking so long to eat this? We need this stool. And I was like, I'm we watching the movie lady. We need your stool. Yeah. We need a stool sample. If you're going to yeah. stay here longer than two hours to watch, just, just watch a movie. Um, so that, so Captain America Civil War, that one yeah. had, um, Chris Evans, right? It was directed by the Russo brothers. Is that correct? Correct. Oh, okay. The only movie that <laughs> you can say that about, um, <laughs> not even including the other Marvel movies. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that was good to see again. And uh, also, you know, bittersweet because we just had the very awesome uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. Mm-hmm. And then you got Bozeman's introduction in the movie, which is excellent. Uh, so good to see him again. And uh, yeah, that's my movies I've seen. Max, what about you? Uh, I've actually seen quite a few movies. We were doing a thing called Clear the Queue where we were going through and it, like watching all the stuff that has been sitting in our list for a while that oh. we haven't really watched. Uh, so yeah, I got quite a few. I'll try and get through some of them. We watched, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh yeah. With uh, 
Clemens. She's from Men, right? Huh? Isn't she the actress in that from Men? Probably. But I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm thinking of any things. It's a weird one. It's uh, I've I've been curious about seeing a movie where there is no continuity between scenes. So things will like change up, switch up and, and mm-hmm. change. And that was happening in this movie. And it is a little bit disorienting. And I think by the end of it, uh, it kind of had me detached from the, from like even trying to, to draw the whole thing together as an, as a full movie. It just kind of seemed more like an experiment than an actual movie. Um, but it was interesting to see that. I don't know if I would necessarily like recommend it wholeheartedly. Uh, I also watched Special Correspondence, which is Ricky Gervais and uh, Eric Bana and Kelly McDonald, um, as well as a few others. And it's like these two, um, it's like a, a radio reporter mm. and uh, the technology guy so that's ricky gervais and and eric eric banna and basically they're supposed to go cover a war but don't make it to the um don't make it to the airport in time and so they they just kind of like make up stuff as if they had made it there and, then, and there's like a mom on the plane like ricky like they left him <laughs> he's home <laughs> alone now also like, with uh with ricky in it what is this a war on religion yeah i'm at home alone and there's no god <laughs> you guys are always like my main source of, of what the fuck is happening in Hollywood. I guess I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think that but... one might be. I think he maybe isn't even doing that anymore. I think that's a like fifteen year old reference. So if, <laughs> okay. if someone's yeah. got a more uh, a current, he, he loves Gervais, God now. Yeah. If y'all got a more again. current Ricky Gervais reference, hit me up. So this one was. It, it's goofy. It's uh, there were some funny parts to it. Kelly McDonald is good. Uh, she's from Boardwalk Empire. Uh, if you guys have ever heard of it, um, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I saw it in a list of the most overrated shows of the last twenty years. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad to see it getting some recognition. <laughs> um, so I also watched Apollo Ten and a Half, which is uh, by the guy who did the, all those like. Um, what are they called? Rotoscoping kind of like, uh, you know, actors are moving around. Not Eternal Sunshine. That one wasn't that. But I think. What am I thinking of? A scanner. Or be, be, be kind. Rewind. Um, I don't. Uh, a scanner darkly, I think, is the one. Oh. So not like animated, but I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. So but this is Apollo uh, 10 and a half. It's about a kid. It's basically the story of a kid. Um, who grew up in the 50s, 60s, probably 60s. Um, and like just kind of a love letter to that time, but also, you know, admitting a lot of the faults of that time. Uh, it's narrated by Jack Black. He plays the, uh, the, like he, he plays the kid as he's grown up, kind of like, um, 
What's that other one with uh, Fred Savage? <laughs> uh, sorry. The Wonder Years? Wonder Years, that's the one, yeah. So it's like that. It's like, it's uh, like a lot of things you can't reference. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got Zachary Levi in it. Anyway, so... And Jack good. Black, he's saying skadoosh and... <laughs> and shit like that. He imagines that he's getting um, called in to fly the mission before the Apollo 11 mission uh, to go to the moon because they want to test it out first before they you know televise yes. it and so like it's super secret nobody can know about it but it's just basically the story of growing up in that time uh it's pretty interesting uh i liked it uh there were a couple parts that were way too bloody and like didn't <laughs> they didn't seem to to fit in it was, it was weird but it's all like animated so it's not too nasty uh speaking of too bloody i also saw the irishman um oh. yeah that movie is way too long for its own good i feel like it it also didn't really do a whole lot new i don't think it just like if you've seen a mobster movie you've seen this it, movie it, it is covering a lot of similar ground with uh casino and goodfellas but yeah. it's also like based on a different mobster and there's a little bit of a different you know element to it um I think when I saw it, I think I said I liked it, but I it is uh, it is a little, bit, a little bit long in the tooth for sure. Yeah, I kept thinking like I kept thinking should should we stop this? Is it is it bad enough to stop? But it's well made, and so you can kind of keep watching it, even though it gets a little bit boring and it is awkward to see. Like it's strange because Robert De Niro is being de-aged from what what is he now like seventy something. Mm-hmm to i don't know what he's supposed to start this off in the starting it's confusing because i looked it up i was like how old is he supposed to be because even dh he looks like a 34 year old guy pretending to be like a 22 year old guy i was gonna say like 45 i was being generous but (laughs) they keep calling him kid and i was like they're like someday you'll grow up (laughs) so it was it really, really takes you out of it if you're trying to follow along. If they had just gone with like, okay, yeah, this guy's an older man starting up being a gangster as an old man, and like, you know, like then then it would be a little bit believable because it doesn't look too terrible most of the time. But he's definitely not playing a 22 year old or whatever he's supposed to be there. Like that's that's odd. And then it's just kind of generic mobster um stuff going on it's just like hey guess what mobsters they cheat on their wives guess what mobsters kill people did you know this mobsters Mm -hmm. also do that and it it takes so long to present every little piece of this that it's like what are you giving me here why did i wait so long to just find out oh he he shoots someone or he gets orders and follows through on them without asking questions he's got to do like bad things i know that about mobsters (laughs) why am i watching this shit uh but it had at least uh three actors from uh boardwalk empire in it so here uh, we go 10 out of 10 i watched uh the last duel also oh uh jamie watched that on a plane yeah it's weird it has matt damon has uh ben affleck it's got uh adam driver and uh and oh yeah uh but jody comer and uh, it's interesting because this one is actually three stories rather than just like the length of three stories, like the Irishman, where it like it tells one story from three perspectives. It, ha- it goes through as like Matt Damon's character 
and then Adam Driver's character and then Jodie Comer and like uh, kind of tells how they see what's going on. There, I sent a, uh, a the last duel meme that I made for Jamie in the chat, uh, and I titled it uh, how, "How does How does thou like thine apples?" <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, Listeners, you'll have to uh, subscribe to the Patreon to see that one. Andrew's going to have to figure out. Yeah. I think that's how it works. <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird because uh, Matt Damon has like the nastiest mullet. Yes, yeah. There's some there's some wretched haircuts in that. <laughs> They're so bad. Adam Driver looks pretty good though, uh, but it's it's got some it's got some very very gruesome violence. Mm-hmm. It has uh, rape at the center of the story, um, and the worst offender of all. It has. Uh, it takes place in French, but everyone has French. In French, <laughs> in France, but well, everyone... no, it was called French back then, Andrew. Let's be fair. He watched yeah. the movie, not us. So ancient French, and everyone's speaking in British accents except Matt Damon, who's speaking in uh, some mix. Now Damon, I heard he he practiced uh, French, French, and he, he was in the wrong time he, period. He nailed it, honestly. He nailed it, but it's nailed a little French. anachronistic. You know what yeah, I mean? Doesn't fit. Anyways, I don't know. I I don't know why pissed me off about assassin's creed unity too it takes me out of it when, when they're just like <laughs> speaking british in france i i understand like for for the communication of people yeah. are watching this it's they're the, going to be speaking english right but they don't have to be speaking in british accent it's That's like didn't they do that didn't they do that in valkyrie too that movie where like tom cruise was there to kill hitler and like all the like german soldiers all have like british accents and like probably uh gods of like egypt like had they all had British accents and it's just or like Scottish. Yeah. Depending. Or Scottish. <laughs> yeah. Or Scottish. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't mind it as far as like, it's just like a choice. I feel like to let them go. It's a bad choice. It's a bad choice. Cause it's just like, yeah. you're in Europe. So like, this is, you know, like just go deal. Do go it. with it. It, gets, it. What if they had just like Russian accents out of nowhere? Like it just doesn't make any fucking sense. I agree with you. Don't, I agree. Don't with you. Do, yeah. Yeah. It, it seems outdated. It seems like from a time when, uh, you didn't think the American public would accept a French accent except British. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I don't know what it's just weird to me. And I wish they hadn't done that, but the movie itself is pretty interesting. Uh, I think the cast all does a great job and it's, it's neat to see the three different sides of the story um, come through. Uh, I also watched the great hack, which is a documentary on, um cambridge analytica and kind of their influence on brexit and their influence on um the u.s elections um and it's interesting it's you know disappointing but it's also kind of like a little bit surface level you do get like some stuff peeled back and and see like I think the most interesting part of it is when they're doing like depositions with people and, and like, you know, interviewing um, Facebook and interviewing the people of Cambridge Analytica Mm -hmm. and you have the people who have worked with them in the background, watching them do that and kind of commenting on what they're saying, like, Oh no, like that's a lie. Like they totally knew about this. I had meetings with them like, and all this other stuff. It, It That's interesting. But for the most part, it's, it's a little bit weird. Um, and then I also watched uh, Sturgill Simpson presents Sound and Fury, 
which Robert, I think you might be into this. This is animated by, um, it's it's an album from Sturgill Simpson that is anima- animated by a bunch of like, by several Japanese companies. Uh, one of them is the company that made uh, Batman Ninja and made like oh. one of one of the Star Wars Visions uh, things. Nice. So like each song kind of has its own um, animated thing, but it, the whole album kind of tells a story. And, and kind of like Interstellar 5555. It's like full album animated. Yeah, I should check that out. I haven't seen that, but I liked it. I like the 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 fact that it, yeah, that they did this. It seems like an interesting way to go about getting music videos, but for each thing and as an album as a whole, you know, like yeah. I, I think I like listening to albums all the way through start to finish if if you can you know like rather than just one single and hopefully um, they have some funny skits in there <laughs> those are my favorite kind of albums oh my god get get out of here uh and sturgill simpson is a little bit like country like a little bit too country on and i'm a little bit rock and roll <laughs> uh but like somewhat cool like it's it 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 reminds me a little bit of um Oh my god, the guys who did attack and release uh black keys. Um a little bit of that. So uh that's good. I also watched Passing, which has uh Ruth Nega and um Tessa Thompson. And I think this is like the 30s or something. And uh there are black women who are uh one of them is like passing as white has married Alexander Skarsgård, who's entirely racist and doesn't know that, that she's white. And then Tessa Thompson just like kind of went downtown and spent one day where she was passing. And then from that point on, like meets up with her friend and, and uh, it's kind of like, why would you choose to do that? And and the back and forth to that. And it's, it's interesting. And like the way it ends is, is pretty nuts. Kind of took me by surprise, but um I would recommend it. It's all black and white and they do that like uh, the box um, film style, like mm-hmm. rather than 169, they do the what a four by three or whatever the, the square. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think also I'm thinking of ending things might've done the same thing. Not totally sure. I don't know. I thought you were talking about ending the podcast for a second. <laughs> yeah. well, I probably should end this, uh, this thing. I have like about seven more, but uh, Jesus. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll try and go quick. Watch a lot of stuff with this. Okay, uh, Outlaw Josie Wales is a um, Clint Eastwood Western from back in the day. Uh, it's a little bit weird in that uh, like he's a Confederate who is going up against the big bad Union guys who raped and murdered his wife. So it's like very much the the gentlemen Confederates who are like trying to. This is Jonah Hex. <laughs> it's pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Um, and he can like uh, bring people back from the dead. Hey, wait a second, I've no seen way. this. <laughs> um, there he meets up with one Cherokee old man, and he like that guy is hilarious. Like that's the by far the best part of the movie. Worst part of the movie is kind of like how libertarian and how much it like you know. Oh, it's it's great that we could be free. Like if the South had won, we all could have been free. Essentially, kind of bullshit. Um, and uh there's a lot of like all the women in it are either raped to two women there and then an old lady and then a prostitute so it's like basically just jesus uh, uh, yeah i don't know uh so 
yeah essentially like if you're not 90 years old that you're the purpose of you as a woman is is just sex um all right so and not- andrew you have that sound clip now that- <laughs> accent <laughs> we got him folks we got him uh i watched the card counter which is uh, oh, i've been that's on my list i've been meaning to watch that poe dameron all right i won't spoil too much about it uh do you know anything about the movie hey i know he counts cards and maybe does some military to black op shenanigans yeah kind of yeah so but his he has a history of uh black ops shenanigans if if you want to call it that um uh <laughs> yeah i, I, I ex- think excuse any sort of you know uh you know shadow government uh yeah baloney i'm gonna say it a lot during our gray man reviews so. <laughs> i don't want to ruin do, I don't think this will ruin anything. Do you know what uh, uh, Black Ops stuff he's into? I, I don't know. No. Okay. All right. I won't say anything. Um, Interesting. Okay. It's some kind of. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. But how did you? How did you like it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is in it, and so is uh, Ready oh. Player One is also in it. Ready Player One. Ready <laughs> Player One. <laughs> the kid uh, with the really long legs from the poster. <laughs> young cyclops i don't know oh that's right he was cyclops too yeah um that actor i don't know his name but uh he's in it and and they do a good job yeah it's fun to watch uh poe dameron do his thing uh adam project i also watched which is uh let's see uh the hulk and electra have a kid and it's uh deadpool Mm -hmm. and uh then Deadpool time travels. And so it's kind of weird hearing a lot of Ryan Reynolds lines coming out of like a 10 year old or whatever, however old this kid is. And it kind of feels a little forced, but uh, parts of the movie are pretty touching. And um, oh yeah. And uh, Gamora shows up also. Uh, she, she, I guess plays a pretty big role in it. Um, wow. So Deadpool, Gamora and Hulk, Hulk all in one movie and Electra. Don't forget. Oh, no, and Electra. That's right. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that kid will be a future Marvel star. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, it was, it was better than I thought. I kind of thought that it was going to be just, just goofy and, and kind of a waste of a wasted time, <laughs> but it was pretty fun and, and touching. I think the family stuff, they do pretty, pretty well. Um, American factory. I watched is a documentary about, um, like a, a car um, factory that's been converted from GE. <laughs> from, About a from, car, I think. I, I don't even ever, know now. Sorry, uh, I have a lot. Of no, no, I'm, we're just, a lot of I know, I know. Just, I'm just, just rousing you. Um, but you you so, sound laborious about it. You're like, it was a, yeah. it was a, a car, car factory, and, it turns out. So it's a car factory, GE, and it goes under after the recession, and then it gets bought up by a Chinese company and kind of restarted. And it's basically about, um, you know, how it's being run, what are the differences there, and a lot of kind of like anti-union stuff. And it, it's made by um, like Barack and Michelle Obama's company and uh i think once i read that i was a little bit off put by some of the stuff hmm. um because like I, I feel like a lot of a lot of stuff happened during that recession that uh like didn't have to happen and was was negative to the 
workers and stuff that they're like people who they're showing here and kind of like taking a, a side on this and it's uh just just an interesting to see that there's some a bunch of like about three things that i watched kind of like uh obama popped up in a way where i was like well, well god damn it and the, you were and like thanks of, obama yeah exactly one of the things i wanted to talk about but we'll talk about it once you watch card counter world but uh oh wasn't that one of the movies he recommended he's like me and michelle love the card counter the card counter and he's uh, like even though i was having people do the very things that he was doing to people in the movie <laughs> as it yeah. turns out he's an actor okay in the, he's okay an actor so you, in do the movie. Know, you do know what it's about yeah, vaguely also i assume most presidents send people to do heinous things like count cards <laughs> well should we talk about it now or should we talk about it when we've watched it we'll <laughs> once we till we've watched it you gotta get through your other movies my man god damn it all right well anyways that pissed me off um <laughs> but american factory it's 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 nasty to see people i can't believe the kind of stuff that uh that all of the higher-ups were willing to say on camera like all of the stuff I, honestly this should lead to litigation i think ton of stuff that they did their anti-union stuff was illegal and uh i mean there's tons of other stuff that like genuinely like pretty pretty damn sure it's illegal like dumping stuff down drains that they're talking about there and but a bunch of like worker mistreatment it's it's sad to see it's it's huh. really a shame and it's like aggravating that uh that people feel so comfortable about talking about it on camera and kind of bragging about all of the awful things that they do that if they're not illegal should be illegal uh i also watched a movie called the house it's like a uh, stop motion animated uh movie it, it's, oh i think i remember seeing an ad for that on netflix i think right you should check, i think you would like it a lot mm. um it's also split up into three sections each one is its own uh story and it centers around a house and so in the first one it's kind of like this haunted house thing that people move into a new house and all these weird things start happening second one it's this mouse that's renovating a house and then trying to sell it uh and then in the in the third one it's a group of cats that are, are living in a hotel and trying to fix it up uh after a huge flood that's like flooded the entire world and hoping that some tenants will come and, and move into the house and, um and keep it up but kind of has like the uh it has kind of like grieving loss and stuff like that trying to figure out how to how to move on from stuff it's, hmm. it's good uh i like it and i think the animation style is pretty cool if you like fantastic mr fox a lot of it is like kind of similar to that the first the first uh story has the weirdest fucking looking people like they're all made out of felt, but they're like eyes and, and mouth and their whole face is like really scrunched together. So they ha have a big face, but the eyes, nose and mouth oh, are like weird. right in the center. And it makes everything look very off-putting, which I think is exactly what they were going for. Uh, the next movie I watched was Beckett, which uh, has, what was his name? Jason, Jason David uh, Washington. I think something like that. Oh, Denzel's uh, kid. Is that him? He was I, in the guy from Tenet. Yeah, Tenet, Black yeah. Klansman. That's him. Yeah, dope. Well, it has him and it has uh, Tomb Raiders, Laura Croft, Alicia Vikander, <laughs> Camp Raider, uh, Camp Raider. Uh, no longer Tomb Raider. She has been recast. Whoa, really? Yeah, MGM dumped the whole 
franchise, so she'll be recast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'm an Electra this time. I hope that's right after. I think someone just sold the rights to the games too. I think this, everyone's trying to dump Laura Croft. Uh, but Becky, it's interesting. It's like uh, somebody gets uh, into a uh, Beckett himself, the 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 guy from Tenet. Um, he gets into trouble and with the law and then like people start chasing him and it turns out there's like this whole crazy conspiracy and so the whole thing he's kind of like on the run uh from this group and trying to figure out what's going on a lot of it is him just kind of like limping along and trying to get away from people who are after him uh so some crazy action pieces um yeah it's pretty interesting um i would recommend it yeah um, and then I watched Persuasion, which is a uh, Jane Austen uh, story with Dakota Johnson. It's got the guy from Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, that's right. The new one that just came out. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, like, I think it's kind of like a, trying to modernize Jane Austen. And in mm-hmm. some ways it's really successful. But in, the, in a way, in, in part, of, part of it really bothers me in that like, she always looks at the camera and breaks the fourth wall and talks to the, the watcher and like the watcher <laughs> watch who's in this. He's in it. Uh, I feel like that's becoming entirely overused. And I'm like a little bit worried about she Hulk coming up, Deadpool which I'm like, again. I'm thrilled about she Hulk and, and I like Deadpool. I liked uh i just saw a clip like i don't usually watch clips before the show comes up there was like a uh, little clip of she hulk where they're like training on the beach and i was like damn this looks fucking like the gra- like the visual effects look fucking good yeah uh, which on the heels of he- hearing how hard everyone has to work on that shit isn't great but also like i i also don't want them to be like vx artists like look they don't even do a good job it's like that's not the case it's just that they shouldn't have to crunch like that but it yeah, looked just, great i thought imagine, it really nice. imagine how much better it would look and and also just like how much if they just if they didn't push everything have, through so yeah. fast and let them work at a reasonable yeah, exactly speed. and it's not going to look that good for long if you keep pushing these right. vfx mm-hmm. artists like this and i feel like we've already seen some of those things where it's definitely not on the vfx artists it's on the the people who are uh giving them no time to do the work that that they uh could be doing so well um so uh yeah but anyways she hulk is one of the another one that's going to be talking to the camera but i feel like after after Deadpool, after Fleabag, after I think The Office kind of started it too, where people are like you know, Fight Club. Like, I do they do they've been well, doing the, it. For I a mean, long the time. Office. Yeah. The Office is is presented as a documentary, documentary too, versus yeah. like there's but actually I, like the things where people are actually breaking the fourth wall. Like, but also to the area. point where you forget that there's like for years there's a documentary crew for some reason making this like about these people, this paper company. <laughs> so you right. kind of like yeah, yeah. I, but I mention it because there are a lot of, I guess, looking directly at the cameras as if that were a joke. I think that's what bugs me more than anything else is like, like if, if you're making something of it, that's cool, right? Like if there is some kind of reason for them to turn to the camera and, and speak, that makes some sense. But there's like a lot of that, like, oh my gosh, did you see what that person just said without like saying anything? Hey, Lois, I'm like, She-Hulk. <laughs> look, look at the camera, raise your eyebrow, and that's a punchline. I don't like it. And I wish they sure. would fucking stop doing that. So Persuasion did that a lot and it bugged me every time. But 
other than that, I think that it was pretty good for what it was. And that usually like in the Jane Austen scene, but I think they did a good, good job with it. I wonder if uh, Dakota Johnson will be welcome back onto Ellen to promote the movie. <laughs> uh, no, Ellen. No, that's not how it happened. <laughs> I was not invited on your show to promote my movie. And now for the last guest for Ellen, Dakota Johnson's back <laughs> for the final guest of her run. <sighs> Anyways, Max. I don't know what you're talking about with that, Ellen. Oh, there's big drama. She called out Ellen because she had invited her to her birthday party and Ellen didn't go. But she was, and she was like, You never even invited me. And she's like, I did, Ellen. Don't you remember? I did. And like, basically just like called her out on her bullshit. And, it and then was it very started, satisfying. it started the shit show that basically became the end of Ellen's career. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Dakota Johnson did yeah. that? K- kind of. It was sort of like the, it was sort of like someone went on her show and was like, you're actually not that great. And then it sort of tr- started trickling out like the behind the scenes stuff and other shit. And yeah, you didn't come to my birthday party. It was the funniest thing. Right. Well, it's, like, it's also like it's- it, it was more. It wasn't it wasn't like she was offended. She didn't come. It was that she was like, you didn't even ever invite me. She's like, I, I did, though. Like, and she was like, what was I doing? And like, like asking people on the side of the stage. Who, where was I? Wasn't I doing something important? It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm trying to get out anyway. Of was that was that all the movies, Max? Yeah, that was it. That's it for movies. Oh my gosh, <laughs> putting me to shame. I know it felt like a Robert list. Anyways, I watched Despicable Me because I was in a mood to watch Hell the yeah. Minions because of uh, the the Doughboys dude doing a uh, Rise of Gru. Um, boy, I think the Minions are funny. I'll mm. be I'll be honest with you. I think the Minions are funny. I'm planning on watching the rest of the Despicable Me's and the Minions to kind of like get the full purview because I've only seen the first Despicable Me. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I've seen the second one, but I can't remember. I haven't seen the third or Minions. Does but Pharrell continue doing music for all of them? I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. We'll find out. I'll find out. Um, I think the Minions are funny. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think they're funny. So the other movie I watched was Hustle the uh, Adam Sandler basketball movie that's mm. on Netflix. I thought that was great. I mean, like truly, I thought the movie was really good. Yeah. I've heard good things. Um, fucking Anthony Edwards is so good as the like dickhead basketball player. That's going up against the main character. Mm. He, he plays like a, a fictitious character, but like he's a real basketball player and he plays like the guy who gets in his head and like, is like the the one to his two, you know, like he's just always a little bit better than him. And he's mm-hmm. so good as being like a fucking dickhead. And it's like, he's awesome in it. Um, Adam, is Sandler, Adam Sandler, the basketball player. No, he's the, he's like a scout. Yeah. And he okay. finds this Eastern European basketball player when he goes over to Spain to like find like a different player. He's like, this guy's not that good. So he leaves and he goes to like a street ball game and he finds this other guy that's how basketball's really played, dude. That's yep. Right on the streets, baby. Um, but I thought the movie was really, honestly, I thought it was like really good. Like I in, think, in the I, ranking of all Adam Sandler movies, where does it land? It's high for me. I think he's really good in it. Like it's not funny, obviously. It's not meant to be funny. But I thought like when he like, you know, all of his dramas don't always hit. But like when he's good in a drama, I think he's pretty good. And mm-hmm. I thought he was good in this movie. And like. You know, obviously, we all kind of to varying degrees like Hubie Halloween, but like <laughs> his Netflix comedies are not great. And so, like, this is another Adam Sandler Netflix movie. And I thought this one was really good. So, 
how like compared to the cobbler how is it it's not <laughs> cobbler level it's mm. maybe a little bit above ridiculous six and then uh, <laughs> uh a little bit below sandy wexler how about that oh wow all right yeah. sounds pretty good yeah anyways uh tv shows <laughs> tv shows we've seen <laughs> we've seen robert there's a little bit of TV for me. Uh, I watched, there was just like, it's like three minute episodes, maybe like six or seven of them uh, called Vindicators 2. It was like a little Rick and Morty miniseries about this team of superheroes they run into in one, uh, maybe a couple of episodes at this point. Um, and just kind of like a mission that they went on on their own and then had to kind of call Rick at the end to kind of swoop in and save them. Um, it's pretty funny. I don't really really i don't religiously watch rick and morty and or sometimes i'll catch up if i have a service that has them um but i liked it and gillian jacobs is one of the characters um uh it was it was fine uh i do feel more toxic now as a fan <laughs> and you better believe i was eating that szechuan sauce oh while I was watching yes it. um which i do actually have in my fridge. dude epic um, <laughs> epic szechuan sauce dude Epic. And I, you better believe I went viral when I stomped on the counter at the McDonald's. Where's my Szechuan? It's great. Uh, the other show I watched and I actually finished it huh, moments before we started recording was Light and Magic on Disney Plus. Texted you guys about it as well. It is the origins and sort of some of the big milestones of uh, Industrial Light and Magic, which did some of the darn greatest effects you ever did see um <laughs> ding ding Doozle. the it's really cool and I, I already told you guys you should watch it but i i think you guys really enjoy it and um seeing in like the first episode for example some of the like kind of founding members that you know came on board uh, and you can see like footage of their like home movies from when they were kids and like doing like stop motion and perspective like one guy was like did a thing where a jolly green giant was outside his house. So he filmed himself green and he looks big in the window against someone else. And it was really charming. And um, it is like, you know, spoiler alert, eventually ILM, you know, obviously delves a lot more into visual effects and it kind of, you know, by episode six, it's talking about uh, George going back to do the prequels. And it's like, it is pretty ironic that like, He's like, I had all this in my head the whole time that I wanted eventually effects to get better and better. And I wanted film to go away. And there's only there's, it's limiting what you can do physically and, you know, in service of some pretty awful looking movies, in my opinion, yeah. some of the effects are, you know, and yes, the technology was fairly new at that point, but like some of it looks really heinous. And when you compare it to what they pulled off, you know, kind of ramshackle on into some degree on Star Wars and all these other movies, like it was inspiring to see them say like, oh, James Cameron, you need this tendril of water in the abyss to come up and reflect light and also be see-through and also look watery. And they don't know how they're going to do it, but they said they would figure it out. And then they do. And it's it's amazing to kind of hear the people that pulled all that off talk so casually about the process. Um, it's very enjoyable. And I it's a lot of footage that at least to my knowledge, hasn't made its way to some behind the scenes documentaries and stuff. I, I don't feel like a lot of this, the filmmaking process gets committed. I feel like to, to, to film, to, to see all that, how that works. So I think it's a treat even just to see all those people running around and collaborating and 
literally them, you know, sitting over, hunched over their desks and figuring stuff out. It's it's really special. So highly recommend Light and Magic on Disney Plus. And uh, that's what I've seen. Uh, Robert, have you ever seen uh, the VFX artists react on the Corridor Crew uh, YouTube channel? I've I probably have heard of that. Um but I, I don't think I've seen it. Why is it? I mean, How is it? It's it's really good. I, I and it's kind of some similar stuff. And they'll like have a lot of visual effects artists come on and kind of explain uh, the things that they've done. And they recently had uh, a person on talking about uh, how he did that like abyss uh, tendril coming out with the face mm. on it and stuff like that. So like, um, yeah, I think that's interesting too. And if you liked the ILM thing, I think you might get a kick out of that. Well, let's trade. We can. You know, I'll watch that, and you watch. Wow. Magic. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about it. Um, even if yeah. I think you'll even be charmed, like it. You maybe like know the ground it's going to cover a lot more by the time it gets to episode five and six, and it's Jurassic Park and stuff like that. Although, even I was surprised. Like you see the Phil Tippett models of the Velociraptors, and they look pretty good. One detail that he added that they don't have in the movie is like they're constantly slipping their tongue out like a snake. <laughs> but they looked pretty good Uh and they show the kitchen scene side by side with the cg and the cg looks really good in that scene i think it looks a little you can tell a little bit at cg but it it looks pretty good Uh but the cg the claymation like it's good claymation but it it, you could tell so much more that it was this model that was in a composited into it and phil tippett like basically was like well my career is over like they've now made like a living breathing animal that looks good and what i used to do and take hours to move this thing it's you know it's not going to happen but there is there is a silver lining i won't spoil it there's some good stuff in there after that revelation so well i think i already had it a little bit spoiled because uh that the same guy was talking about i think that exact thing mm. uh he was on and, and talking about phil tippett and how he thought his career was over and then it wasn't well i hope why well, yes maybe it's covering similar ground but i do hope that there's some of this is you know, genuine and re, uh, new footage and stuff. Cause it felt, at least I hadn't come across some of the stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's something in there that I, I'll, I will get a kick out of cause I would like to watch it. Sure. All right. So TV shows I've seen, not as many as the movies. Uh, It'd be I hard finished, to do that. <laughs> finished a season of Shit's Creek. Uh, still. Andrew bleep that. that. <laughs> I, I love that the, like the mayor of the town is named Roland shit. Uh, I think that's pretty great. Um, uh, I also watched Our Great National Parks, which is a nature show about national parks around the world, which is narrated by uh, our boy Obama. And uh, that was another one that got me (laughs) a little bit frustrated when he's talking about like climate change and how much we have to do. And I'm like, uh, why did you? I'm recording this from my private jet. (laughs) But like, why why did you open up the Arctic to, to drilling and fracking and shit like that? Like, I don't know. Just a little bit frustrating. I might uh, continue watching it, but uh, mute it and just put the subtitles on or something. Uh, <laughs> I started Sick Note, uh, which is Rupert Grint, uh, Ronald Weasley, uh, and Nick Frost. And so um, <clears throat> Rupert Grint plays this uh ne'er do well this guy who's kind (laughs) of he's lazy he's a slacker and uh he lies about things and then uh, his doctor tells him he has cancer and then uh he i i didn't make it through the first episode so i think what happens is eventually it turns out he doesn't have cancer and he's told people legitimately thinking that he did have cancer that he has 
uh, cancer and then he has to kind of like cover it up and like, you know, play like he does have it or something. I don't know. Uh, I didn't get very far because it was terrible. Uh, I I, I really did not like it at all. And I thought it was being very cavalier with cancer in general. And uh, it's possible that there's an arc to it and that they turn that around and it becomes touching, but it really seemed uh, like it was not going that direction. And I didn't really want to stick it out to find out. Um, So I switched over to a movie called a TV show called uh, (laughs) Flowers which is a, a British one it actually takes place in, in England rather than France. Um, and it has Olivia Coleman and it has um, Julian Barrett, I think. Who oh, is, are these like, is this like a, they're, are they husband and wife and they're gardeners or they have a garden or something? They do have a garden, but like uh, everyone in England has a garden because they're called backyards and front yards gardens, I think. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it might be, I think, yes, the garden is the, the, I'm on the third episode and I just got to the point where they're planting a garden. So yes, yes. I think the garden probably becomes Great. a focal point, but up until this point, it really hasn't been about that. Uh, it's about a dysfunctional family. It, it's like, uh, oh, him, they should have called it that him and his what, dysfunctional family, dysfunctional yeah. flowers. Um, should call it Shit's Creek. <laughs> uh, Gov. I, I don't know why it's so funny it's a pretty dark comedy but like a lot of the stuff just catches me and it makes me laugh pretty hard out loud uh which wow. a lot of stuff doesn't do like even if i enjoy it i'm like ha, ha, ha. okay um <laughs> but this one like genuinely has me laughing pretty hard at stuff um and it, it is pretty dark it was one of those ones that came from sick note and i was like oh they're treating uh you know the cancer they're treating gardening unfairly i I can't watch this the it starts out with julian barrett's character uh attempting to hang himself in the the first one and then going into a comedy and so i was like oh shit is it another one but uh it's uh it's weird but it it is also somewhat touching and uh just a, a, a better type of comedy i think that doesn't like even though it is it doesn't treat those things as being funny it doesn't treat the suicide attempt as being funny the situations around it are funny but that's not where the humor comes from uh the son is a bit of a dick and i he hasn't yet grown on me but um and there's also a like very stereotypical japanese exchange student guy with like the thick accent uh but the actor is a good actor uh, he shows up in, in Giri Haji where he's not playing the Japanese exchange student, hmm. uh, where he's just playing half Japanese guy. And uh, I've seen him do good things. And I don't necessarily love his character in this one. But uh, once again, it, it has its moments. There are some like uh, good things to it. Uh, and that's all I've seen in terms of TV. I finished right. Stranger Things. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> now we, should, we can talk about the ending. Yeah. And what happened with, to Hawkins. Um, yeah, it's interesting that, uh, the show's going to do a time jump when like the hell mouth has opened in the middle of the town. <laughs> so it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, it's interest. I'm interested in what they're going to do. Is it going to be one of those things where like, you know, in like past seasons where it's just like, Oh, there was a, a gas leak in the town. And that's how like the whole, well, town I mean, that kind is of, like, kind of what it looks like from the outside. Like it's like, there's like this inexplicable fault line or earthquake occurred. And so when they drive up in the, in the daytime, it does look like just like the church collapsed and, 
there's no like literal like light from hell coming out and demons it's right now it's sort of like it's kind of like the wall the split in the wall originally we're just like a crack or something weird right but i do wonder if it'll be like country changing like the world will know of the existence of the upside down and shit. that's what i was curious about like because i don't think because the thing that to me gave it away is because max is in a uh coma Oh, not mm. me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that gave, well, the thing that gave it away was, was literally Max. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I did give it yeah. away. Max is in a coma. Max is in a coma. Wake up, oh. Max. Wake up. Oh my gosh, it's um, me. That I don't think that they'll they would do the time jump and like Hawkins is taken over by demons. Meanwhile, Max is still recovering in the hospital thing. And also, I don't think they do the oh she woke up in between seasons either. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. it sort of feels like. In season five, they will kind of build up to eventually the the dam breaks and the upside down leaks into Hawkins and not like it happened between seasons four and five. And now season five is just them dealing with the hellscape of the upside down, I think. Do you know how long the time jump is going to be? It's isn't it supposed to be a fair amount of years, right? Because isn't I think a couple of years because they filmed this like a year, a couple of years ago, I think I want right. to say some, or a lot of the footage. So they've literally aged up a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I liked I it though. Like I liked the season other than I think you brought this up, Max. I, it's, uh, it's a little too gruesome. Like the, the whole, like, <laughs> like that stuff. I just like, it felt like they were like, let's get gory. Mm. And they just like mm-hmm. really leaned into that. And it was a little too, like, it just like it, was it almost like it felt like they were taking a little too much pleasure in watching somebody's limbs be snapped. Mm-hmm. And it just like, it wasn't fun for me. And I understand like, that's sort of like establishing the bad guy and like making you really think like, Oh, this fucking villain's so vile. But like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Even when the villain wasn't involved, like, like Hopper s- snapping his leg right in half was really gross. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And so. and then like just walking it off to, <laughs> to it's pretty ridiculous. It also like the season felt like more than usual because like I feel like the season was darker than usual that when they intersplice it like when uh uh Mike and Will go to Dustin's girlfriend's house and it's like a farce almost like it's like you know like the Benny Hill music should be go- playing in the background. My that- Yeah. My general thoughts on the, the season, or maybe I mentioned this sort of vaguely too, but like, I feel like there's things that could have just like pared down a lot and including like, if we're just kind of talking generally about spoilers, like Hopper gets out of prison, they get to this little hut, then they get taken back to prison only to have like them come, you know, people show up to break them out. It's like, you should have just cut that whole first attempt. They right. should have just been there. You're building up to them having to fight the monster. They're training secretly or something. And then they also happen to have, uh, you know, Renona Ryder and, um, it felt like, uh, it felt like a fetch quest. Like they had to go get mm-hmm. these items to go back to the main story. And it was just like, just, you know, like I, I like have somebody have a different way where somebody delivers them. The items mm. don't go mm. out and then come back. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, especially because I mean, every I, episode and was and like I, an I hour. I liked it, but it just feels like it didn't need to. It could have been all the episodes are about an hour long. It feels like you really could have tightened it they up. They were more than an hour long. Yeah. Anyways, um, enjoyed it, but yeah, the the dichotomy of some of the like really serious shit 
spliced with the goofy stuff felt like there was more of a chasm between them than in previous seasons because this season was so dark. Mm-hmm. It felt weirder when they had like goofy, you know, like, oh, let's tr- let's trick the dad into thinking that we're going to do this and then we'll use his computer to print out this thing. And it was just like, it felt weird. And then I've now been watching rewatching the Mindy Project. And it's very funny as far as like. Sorry, go similar ahead. to the Adam project. I, yeah, I very similar. Um, yeah, I I mean, it's uh, some of the humor is a little dated, you know, uh, just from the show being eight years old or something. So some of the jokes don't land as well as they probably did when they were first written. But like it's it's like in terms of like successful, funny jokes over and over again, like it has a, a high hit rate. So it's making me laugh quite a bit. But nice. Anyways, let's get to the movie that we watched for the main episode here. It is The Gray Man. But all the colors mixed together to gray. Yes, The Gray Man with uh, fucking, what's his name? Chris Evans and the other guy. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling and uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas. Yeah. And you know what? One of my personal faves, and I, I just love seeing her pop up, Julia Butters from Once Upon a Time to, in Hollywood. And also, um, she was in I Think You Should Leave. She was in a really funny sketch for that. Um, and also the little Colin, girl that Colin... is talking to Leonardo DiCaprio in, oh. in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Who did, who did she play here? I'm... She's the, she's she's the daughter who gets kidnapped. Claire. Oh, okay. The MacGuffin of the movie. Yeah, Claire MacGuffin, her name is. There's also uh, the guy from Bridgerton. I don't know his name. uh, Renee something something or other. And there's also Colleen Wing from from Iron Fist. Uh, Before Mm. we get into the movie, would you guys recommend people log on to their Netflix accounts or their borrowed password for as long as they can (laughs) and watch The Gray Man? Hmm. Um... I kind of, it, it feels sort of a little forgettable for me. There's some decent action sequences, but as far as like coming off the, the pedigree that, you know, they had the, the success they had with Marvel and some, and in my opinion, some of the better Marvel movies, some of the Captain America ones and stuff like that. Um, it just feels like a bit of a downgrade and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, what did you guys think? I would give it a very, I would give it a light recommendation initially. I would say, yeah, absolutely. Borrow a password forever. Don't, don't ever give up the, uh, mm. the password sharing. Um, and yeah, I think it's worth a watch. I think it's, if you know what you're going in, it's just kind of uh, stupid action, but uh, very enjoyable. I think Ryan Gosling and uh and chris evans are are fantastic in their roles Uh, i i love them i feel like i almost wish that the roles were flipped because i like ryan gosling has kind of carved out this also very interesting that uh at some point in the movie chris evans calls him a ken doll yeah i caught that yeah yeah yeah. he was like he's like an extra 10 million to whoever like shoots ken doll in the face i was like did they add that after that casting a decision, because that's wild. Yeah. To 
Um, I've, I've been watching a lot of interviews and it comes up every single fucking time. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to, like, he just wants to talk about that movie. He seems to really like that one. Yeah. Also, apparently, like, Ryan Gosling, I think, is like, the, I think the, the Russo brothers are like, Ryan Gosling's mom said it's like the, their favorite movie he's ever been in. So we're doing a sequel and that's yes. it. It's like, okay. Good. Um, Good. yeah, I, I, at first I was kind of, I kind of felt like I wanted the roles flip because I just feel like Ryan Gosling is a more believable kind of cold blooded killer than, uh, Chris yeah, Evans he's already, is. he did that in like drive a little bit, but, but like, also like, also, and he did it in real life too. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I eventually like it, it kind of takes a little bit for the movie to kind of get Ryan Gosling's charm out because you know, like how he is in like the nice guys, where he has that kind of quiet, like, sarcasm to him. Like, it takes mm-hmm. a little while for the movie to kind of get that out of him. And once he kind of lays into that, I I bought the the lead kind of role for him a little more. I never mm. really bought Chris Evans too much as this, like, mustache twirling style bad guy. Oh, my gosh, he did it? No, th- not really. It reminds me a lot of Knives Out like he's got a similar vibe to him that's the thing is like like, i bought it much more knives out in this one it just kind of felt like there was almost too much like you know uh again like just typical villain movie bad guy for me to like really buy it and like i think he was probably having fun doing it but Mm -hmm. it just it didn't come off as like naturally as knives out did um yeah, he was chewing the scenery a bit, and some of it I was enjoying, and other parts felt like, I don't know, it's hard to describe, it kind of felt like, you know, he was doing a bunch of takes and was like, wait until I get this fuckwad, I'm a freak, and I can't wait to, I don't know, it was, I was going back and forth between how much I liked what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the well, mustache was a choice. Yeah, Old, I, was, I forgot to ultimately give my, if people should watch it or not. If you have Netflix, sure, I'd say it's worth a watch. But mm. if you're like, if if you, the reason you sign up for Netflix is the Gray Man, uh, it's maybe not worth your signing up for Netflix for. Yeah. Um. I mean, hey, unless you want to keep your subscription until the sequel that they've talked about. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you want to like go over the kind of the so, the y- broad strokes? Yeah. So, uh, Ryan Gosling plays the titular gray man number six he's a he's like a convict at the beginning of the movie and billy bob thornton gets him out of jail basically to come and be like a killer for the government and so he goes does one job it turns out that the person he's killing is a former one of him number four another another sierra yeah sierra four Sierra Sierra six and so and then he also runs into sierra mist and that he, he drink, really good. Uh, one of the, my favorite movie merch ties. He drinks clients. a cool Sierra mist right after killing four. <laughs> I'm really thirsty and just. Mm. Sierra six, you see in Frosty's like, yeah. you better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> talk about talk about Popeye. That dude, when he popped off his shirt at one point, he was like, he must have gained a lot of like muscle weight. He was big. I'm ready for Barbie. Like I, he looks so good. I cannot wait <laughs> to see him. You're feeling the Kennergy. I'm feeling the Kennergy. Did you see that mm-hmm. interview with him? Oh yeah. Every interview. I think there's a little Ken in all of us. I, I love that the interviewer was like, you're better than this. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> he just says like, 
he says that's also like you're interviewing people like i mean no one's no one's lauding your job all the all that often that's a weird thing to say yeah i just love that he's like yeah the kennergy and the universe you're better than this and he just goes no i'm not <laughs> he's so funny i i find him to be so absolutely there could be a light, nice guys too they're wasting him yeah i that was the thing i saw on twitter is the gray man two got greenlit but we're still never going to get a nice guys too it's not fair yeah talk to russell crowe i don't know i don't know who's uh holding that up but uh, yeah I money like i see, think i would like to see a sequel to both of them why not yeah so anyways he gets he gets caught up in this like basically four tells him that the the head of sierra is not a good guy he has this info on him and it turns out yeah this guy's a bad guy he hires chris evans who's a notorious hitman to go after six six informs his partner of what's going on she joins him and then and also um chris evans like pretty early on goes to see billy bob thornton who is and, like six's mentor six's mentor who's not even in like the 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 cia anymore he's kind of like still like talks to him and advises him but he's not in the actual department but yeah basically it's like we kidnapped your adopted daughter or whatever so uh you have to do what we say and give him up and then he does and then he doesn't (laughs) yeah (laughs) just like okay i'll do what you want uh you know he tells the that he tells that airplane crew to kill six he doesn't they don't they fuck up and then he's just like well fuck you chris evans i'm and so then he gets thrown into you know he's kidnapped too along with his uh niece i think um yeah, and then we find out that Six has this relationship with with the niece. He took care of her for a couple of years, and back to the present. Bunch of big action scenes, and it's Chris Evans versus Ryan Gosling. That's my quick summary of the movie. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I thought like the That's all of the erasure of uh, Ana de Armas. I mentioned yes. his partner, Ana de Armas. Yeah, soon to be Marilyn Monroe. Um, yeah, I think there was like some good action scenes in this. Like the they have like this car with like the ins- the insane like tank tank gun in uh-huh. it. It's just like shooting insane. It feels like the car itself would be like blowing off the street, but it was firing. But um, I thought some of that was pretty fun. But it's still to me, I can't not compare it to other Russo action movies with Chris Evans in it. And it just feels like some of it just wasn't connecting as much for me. I don't of know. Of course, of course, they did the like knife throw from one hand to the other one followed by a stab mm-hmm. that they do in every every russo brothers movie max but, i'd like to hear what because you seem to be the one who's highest on this which doesn't usually happen with with the movies that we watch so i'm kind of curious what was what did you like so much about it i think it was i feel like the Russo brothers understand action, mm-hmm. I think, more than a lot of people. And I think that, um, like, you end up caring about what's happening to the characters during the action. It's not, it doesn't always feel like just action, even though, like, the the plot, the premises of this is uh, very bland. I think you're right. It is, like, pretty typical. But I think, like they give you enough of a hook to, to have each thing make sense and it has impact. And like you, you feel it. I feel like when they're ripping out Billy Bob Thornton's fingernails and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah. It's like, 
Did you have like a haptic suit on while you were watching this? I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I was genuinely feeling every single little bit of it. <laughs> but I just think that I like Chris Evans as a bad guy, so I kind of disagree with with that. I think that him playing an asshole is one of my favorite things to watch because mm. he does such a great job as Captain America and being the nice guy that I like to see the other side of it. I can see sure. him being uh, a bit of a prick. And I think him being the douchey prick is a good way to go about it. And um, he was great in the losers. What was the movie we watched? Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's what I feel like. It's I mean, I'm mix- kind of being cheeky. He was like, he was all right, but yeah, he was great. Uh, but it was a mix between losers and uh, knives out his character in this mm. one. And, and, for me could he, he could have used more sweaters in this movie but uh, i suppose so i think he, he looked pretty good with the mustache and the the pants uh i liked his line who likes cats that he says to uh billy bob thornton when he's talking mm-hmm. about cats just like they're they're very clearly just trying to make him evil and unlikable well, and he's like yeah like, would you resort to like killing cats or something like who it, likes cats yeah yeah exactly uh, and then one of my favorite lines from Ryan Gosling also happens to be about pets when he's like, he's going to to treat himself in a veterinary clinic and like he's picking up items to, to uh, like bandage himself up. And he just like looks at this bottle of, of mouthwash and he goes puppy mouthwash <laughs> and, and, like, does it, and like pours it on himself to disinfect the wound or whatever. But and and like just saying that, right. Like, that's not funny. That's not a funny line, but the way he delivered it, mm-hmm. I it had me cracking up. Uh, and, and so I, there's, there's something about that, something that I can't explain. This is why you should like the movie. But for me, uh, I feel like there's a lot of charisma there. I like I liked when he tossed the gun up to Ana de Armas, she went running off to do her action stuff. And he like, he grabs the the bullets to toss up afterwards, but she's gone. And, but she's already gone, and so she gets up there and like you know, click click click. The the gun's not shooting when he when she had her line of sight, and then he was like, "Why did you run away? Like I I, I hadn't thrown the the bullets yet." Yeah, that's right. I like that. Yeah, I I just think it's interesting because like you wouldn't you wouldn't want to throw a loaded gun, and that's another like, I mean, it's it's simple, but it's an action subversion, right? Like that you wouldn't be just throwing the the loaded guns. Uh, and you would want just to like grabbing that. it and like pulling the trigger and blowing your face off or something. Yeah, exactly. Or dropping it and yeah, just hitting any any civilian there. Although, there, yeah, there was a lot of stuff where it might have been too big. Like especially when they were in the um, the uh, a lot of the chase scenes, they were doing a lot of damage, and then like they they end up in the the by the fountain and mm-hmm. like uh, for thirty minutes. Ryan Gosling is like handcuffed to this bench with uh, with only the bench's protection. Mm-hmm. He's surrounded by the cops and he's surrounded by people shooting at the cops at, like with these anti-tank ballistic weapons and stuff like that in their their riot gear and nobody can hit him and he's just like sitting there. It, they're it also does, like not going for him because they're going for each other instead or something like there's that. A, there's a line where Chris Evans is like, can anybody shoot this guy? Like it is like he is a sitting target and they still uh-huh. can't get him. Yeah. But I thought it was fun. I thought they, they kept up the pace uh, pretty well. Uh, I think it didn't really lag. They, they had like the, they brought in the character. Why, okay. Why, why does it mean so much to save Billy Bob Thornton? Why does it mean so much to save his niece? Why does it mean anything mm-hmm. to these characters to be involved in this stuff? The, the feeling of betrayal is this person on your side. And then like, can you trust them later? Why would they do it? 
why would they it it, it felt believable it felt like um they had planned it out fairly well it's not a perfect movie i'm definitely gonna it's not a perfect movie and mainly it's just i was really excited to see it mm-hmm. i think the russo russo brothers do good action i think that uh ryan gosling is amazing in everything that he's in i think that chris evans is fantastic i think he does a good job as a villain and so like all of those things kind of add up to me being very entertained by sure. it. i don't know if that's i mean that's totally to fine you are like I, you know in the same way that i think you're not trying to convince us to up our liking of it neither yeah. of us are telling you like you're fucking wrong for liking the movie so much yeah. i like i got enjoy like i genuinely think ryan gosling like the i think what was bothering me at the beginning was it took a while for him to get mm-hmm. kind of like come you know the way that like ryan gosling seems to like kind of slowly get comfortable in roles and mm-hmm. that might just i think that's kind of like who ryan gosling probably is is it just takes him a little bit to kind of warm up and in the movie like you know you're just kind of getting this like blase performance out of him but once he starts to like kind of settle into the role and then you get that little bit of like that quiet sarcasm that he has where he just says sure. you know like why would i throw a loaded gun at you like it's just like you know it's just like and a million actors could say it and they can't say it like Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not selling I, it the same way. I think they probably built it up like that intentionally because yeah. apparently the first scene they filmed was uh, when like uh, when he gets caught in that room and, and like um, Chris Evans shoves him up against the wall and he's like, um, you know, I, I knew you were Lloyd because of your trash dash and white pants and mm-hmm. uh-huh. whatever. So that line. So he was already that. That's the first scene that they filmed. Uh, and it like that. He already had his, his quiet sarcasm. Yeah. So it's definitely like the, the writing is what leads that up. Uh, and hopefully, like if they do make a second movie, right, that he's already going to have that built up in his character. He's mm-hmm. going to like kind of be that sarcasm. I did think I forgot to mention, I think the end wraps up fairly stupidly. I think they have like this whole thing um, where they're, they're trying to get this information to kind of like show that the CIA is corrupt, that this guy who's, who's running this group is corrupt. And then like, it just kind of really gets undercut where, where that stuff all gets destroyed. He keeps his job. The person under like who basically works for him, who's trying to overthrow him, doesn't use that to overthrow yeah. him and that's not really explained because she yeah it's sort of i mean and maybe that's realistic where it's like people just get a slap on the wrist and nothing happens but it wasn't but a it slap is, on the wrist it was just like we're all gonna like, we're all gonna shove this under the rug right and then like yeah, oh, like, team, see, yay. The, it, it seemed like she was just trying to up her standing right like she, yeah. just, she just wanted to to get into a position but had the chance and like had the chance to get above that position and didn't take it even though her character was the person who is revealed to like be kind of conniving and Mm -hmm. manipulative and willing Mm -hmm. to to like do what it takes in order to get into a position didn't use that to get actually into a position just kind of like you know go go up 0.5 steps instead of one like i with no explanation so i thought the ending was kind of kind of cheesy kind of crappy in that way but uh other than that uh, i was enjoying the movie enough to kind of forgive it sure um, yeah uh, but i'd be excited to see what they do next and hopefully it's it's more universally liked because it, it does seem like people feel kind of gray on this 
Oh, Max. Uh, who do you want to see as the uh, the new bad guy? Who would you cast? Dream cast everybody. Sebastian Stan. Uh, I want Margot Robbie as <laughs> villain. That'd be pretty good. Harrison Ford. <laughs> Blade Runner versus Blade Runner 2049. Can I still just wear a t-shirt for this? Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Netflix is Let's just see. handing us money, Mr. Ford. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> <laughs> who um, who do you want to see, Andrew? Harrison Ford. I said it. Harrison Ford. Oh, that's yeah. your that's your number one pick. That's All my right. number one pick. Number one draft pick for the Gray Man too. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I would do. I would do uh, J.K. Simmons. It's uh, Chris Evans' father. Whoa. With, and he's coming back with a mustache. Same mustache. His son was killed. <laughs> it's, a, it's a genetic thing. They're not get me pictures of Sierra Six. <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be fighting a pretty old man. But then I remember J.K. Simmons. And he is fucking ripped yeah, for he no is ripped. reason. <laughs> I think he could do it. He might I, be you know more what? jacked than Ryan Gosling. So, you know what? Yeah. The gray yeah. man versus the old man bringing Jeff Bridges. Hey, Ooh, there, we, there go. we go. Crossover. Yeah, that's the, that's the sequel. The gray man versus Hollow Man. The gray yes, man. Versus- Let's open up the maniverse. Yeah. <laughs> Portugal, Probably. the man, the whole band fights. <laughs> There's a Manfred whole... man, <laughs> Manfred Earth, Earth man. man. Whoever you know, they choose, I'm I'm in. I'm in I for like this. Yeah, you know what? Ideas. I like this movie, and I like all the sequels now. So that's yeah. Max, we're we're just job. proactively giving them really good ratings. So yeah. I mean, tune into those eps if you want. But we liked them. We liked them. Yeah. <laughs> There's no mm-hmm. need. Whenever the next one comes out, know that we liked it. Uh, any other final thoughts before we head out? Uh, I mean, I do, like I said, I'm not, I'm a little cooler on it, but I would be interested to see what they could do with the sequel. And if they would tweak things or like Max said, now you guys will mention it took him a little while to warm up. So maybe we start the movie that's already established. Maybe Julia butters by then is old enough that she can be running around a little mini assassin killing people. So who knows? Yes. Max, any, yeah. any thoughts from you? Uh, Watch it. Uh, decide for yourself. Um, I just want to see more movies with both Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling, yeah. and preferably both of them together. That's that's what I was really yeah. excited about this movie. And I just want to see more movies. Right on. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.